0: This is Becoming Inclusive from the Kaleidoscope Group, where we're thinking differently about diversity, equity, and inclusion for more empowered people at work. We're committed to real change, and that begins with real conversations.
1: Welcome in. Hi, I'm Reggie Ponder, and welcome to another episode of Becoming Inclusive. I have with me... Margarita De Leon, Vice President of Client Services of the Kaleidoscope Group. And I'm always happy to talk to you, Margarita. Uh, I I just want to firstly just say welcome. And the topic that we're going to talk about today is why inclusion is not enough. Now, you might not know this, but your COO, Chris Georges, actually did the first podcast, which was about why diversity is not enough. So in in talking about this, can you tell me what does inclusion look like in your estimation?
2: So Reggie, first of all, thank you for having me and inviting me to this podcast. I always love talking to you. So uh, inclusion, what does that look like to me? Um, I can tell you how I experience inclusion uh, when I am feeling included, I feel like my voice matters. I feel like the ideas I share matter. I feel like I belong. And um, I feel like I'm in an in affirming space, that I show up, I can be myself, and it just feels right. So that's what inclusion means for me, Reggie.
1: So Margarita, I wanna I want to dig into that a little bit because some people believe that folks have thin skin that you, you're coming to work and you're saying, well, I feel included. I, I I pay you to come and give me your ideas to to get in there and get the work done, get your hands dirty. And you're telling me I don't feel included. It, it seems like your 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 skin is a little thin. Yeah,
2: that's such a great observation. But uh, here's some thoughts. Uh, you know, our workplace is almost like a second home. And yes, you might be paying me to do this work, but why not uh, in that space of doing our work, be in a place where I feel valued? Because if, if I'm going to a workplace where I'm feeling valued and included, I'm going to give you 100, 200%. I want to show up. I want to be part of what, you, what you're putting out. But if I'm going to a place where it's like, you know, you're getting paid to show up, uh, there's plenty of other places I can go. Right. And so for me, I think it's important to have a workplace that, again, I like to use the word is self-affirming. That allows me to be me because I know when I am myself, I can bring uh, I can do my best work. And that's why I think it's important.
1: There's this whole discussion about bringing your whole self to work, meaning all the things that come with you, but that also means bringing the outside pressures and the things that are happening in the world to work. And some people believe that that's actually counterproductive. Why do we have to talk about all the other things that are included in your life?
2: Welcome to the 21st century, Reggie. (laughs) Of course, we got to talk about those other things. Uh, We are not just one part of ourselves, right? This is all of it. And all of it is, you know what? Uh, my grandson was up really late last night. I'm tired today, but I want to show up for work. I want to get my work done. Uh, you know what? I had a doctor's appointment. It didn't go that well, and I'm feeling kind of down. Um, but I have to come to work because I have an assignment. I want to complete it for you. I don't think it's realistic anymore um, to stay with the old mindset. And the old mindset was leave yourself, leave all your personal stuff at home And then, you know, just come to work and be this kind of cleaned up version of yourself. That's just not happening anymore. The world has opened up. People are bringing their whole selves to work. And I believe that good managers, good leaders know how to manage that and know how to use their empathy muscle to address those things. And when you can look at me and say, Marguerite, I'm really sorry um, that you didn't get enough rest and, you know, take a nap if you need it or whatever. You're, you're waking me up. I don't need a nap because you know what? You made me feel good about myself. So I'm coming to work. I'm going to do my thing for you. So, and so that,
1: yeah, welcome, welcome to the 21st century. <laughs> so 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 to you, that's part of inclusion, really yeah. b- being able to bring all the lo- the different aspects that you have at work. And if there's some issues or problems, then hopefully your place of employment is accommodating. But isn't that difficult, though? Because everybody has an issue. Yeah. I, I, I need child care over here. I, I, uh, I had a death over here. Um, I slip and fell and got to do something with operation on my arm. It, yeah. So if I if I cater to all these things, I'm not going to have any workers.
2: No, uh, Reggie, you've said it. Everybody has something going on. And when we recognize that, then we're recognizing the humanity in each of us as people. And so it's not a matter of okay, we got to stop everything because this happened here today. This happened here. Here's the work of the organization. We're going to get it done. And maybe you didn't show up for work that day, but you're going to show up. You know, twice as hard, work twice as hard. Or like so many of us today. Welcome to the 21st century. That's my mantra for our conversation. Uh, I got a laptop now, and if I couldn't get to my work this morning because of something, I'm going to try and get to it this evening. Because you know what? You valued me. You appreciated me. You realized I was going through a rough time. So, you know, this is the era that we're in and yeah, it's not about stopping everything when things are, you know, because everybody has something it's recognizing that everybody has something and we need to be kind and we need to use our empathy muscle so that we can help others be their best selves in the workplace.
1: I I, I love that Margarita. I, I, I love the fact that you're saying, paying attention to the fact that everyone has something means that you really do show that you value people and Mm -hmm. that that value kind of translates to a loyalty or or a commitment that is that that says i will use my discretionary time Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to do this work Mm -hmm. as opposed to you don't value me uh, I'm not using my discretionary time. It's five o'clock, it's six o'clock, it's time to go.
2: Yeah, yeah. And it's again just interesting. And, in, in, you know, the 21st century, uh, it's almost harder where you have to draw the line and say, I'm not going to work anymore, even though my laptop's here and I could use some more. So uh, there is some kind of drawing the line that has to happen too. But, yeah.
1: And so, so now that we've kind of defined inclusion and, and, and inclusion includes a lot of things, excuse me, using the same word there, it, it does include a, a, a lot of things. What, why isn't inclusion enough? Chris George has talked about why diversity is not enough, but I wanna know from you, why isn't inclusion enough? And before you even answer that, here's my thinking. First, you use the word diversity. That's obviously wasn't enough. And now we got a word inclusion. And then next week we'll talk about the word equity, but it seems like nothing is enough. And I think as a manager, I just want to know, what do I do? I just Am I doing diversity? Am I doing inclusion? Am I, you're just messing me up here. So why isn't inclusion enough? Yeah. Why isn't inclusion enough? I mean, There's three
2: thoughts I have around it. So the first thing is, uh, for me, inclusion is present day. How am I feeling valued and included today um, so that I can bring my best work to the table? But let's talk about diversity. So in an organization, if you don't have diversity, you're, you're missing what I call two big pieces. And that is, uh, for me, a diversity inspires the mind. When I'm around a lot of different thinkers and different way of doing things, I'm like, wow, you know, it inspires me. It's very inspirational. I want to be around diversity. You hear young people say that all the time. They want to be around. They want to work for organizations that are diverse because it's fun uh, to learn and to be inspired. So that's one thing. Um, The other thing that diversity does is it feeds your soul. And um, that's about people sharing their lived experiences. And when we begin to understand and appreciate that everyone has their story, then that really uh, enhances the organization. It's kind of the heart of the organization. So uh, you can make me feel valued and included and, and that. But if you don't have diversity, then you're missing those other pieces, that those pieces that inspire the mind, the, that fill fill the soul. And I, I so they go hand in hand. They go hand in hand. Okay, so
0: that's,
1: I want, I, I want to press this though. This whole thing of feeding the soul because it, it sounds good, and actually, actually, I felt it when you said it, but <laughs> I, I really did. I really did feel that. But for people who are like, yeah, but what do you mean that it feeds the soul? Yeah, what do you mean?
0: Becoming inclusive is presented by the Kaleidoscope Group your full-service diversity, equity, and inclusion partner serving clients worldwide. We can help you develop organizational change that actively engages everybody in your organization, turning resistance into energy and motivation for change. Let's talk about where you'd like to go and how to get there. Start with a visit to kgdiversity.com.
2: Yeah, so what I mean by diversity feeding the soul is that when you... Uh, begin to embrace diversity, what you're embracing again is people and the fact that people come from different backgrounds. And uh, when you can go to the next level of those conversations about tell me about yourself, tell me why you're different, tell me what shaped you. Um, If you're in those conversations, you are going to feel it, not only uh, understand it and unpack it like we like to say, but you're going to feel it. And that's a whole different space to be in.
1: Okay, so Margarita, you know I know that you're Puerto Rican, right? And I am Puerto Rican. And and you are you're proud about that. But oh, what this, but what does that have to do with making these widgets that I need you to make here at the office?
2: Yeah, I think um, so. It's not just me being Puerto Rican. I think when we talk about diversity in organizations, uh, we define it. I'm gonna get a little jargony because I've been doing this work for 22 years, well, all my life. But um, diversity we talk about is that which we do not have. What am I missing? So if I have the same people doing the same thing for a long time and spitting out the same product, where's my innovation? Where's my new thinking? Where's my way of doing things differently that might save me money? And bringing in people who have different lived experiences, different roles, different work experiences, is gonna help break some of that open. So yeah, myself as a Puerto Rican, Puerto know, I might bring some things to the conversation that people haven't thought about. And um, it's our willingness to hear, to really hear and listen to what other people bring that's going to help, again, change things up. So, yeah, I think that's the way I'd explain that.
1: Well, 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 I'm hearing and I'm listening to you. So you already gave me one reason. And this whole thing about feeding the soul, I'm, I'm buying it. What's, yeah. what's another reason why inclusion is not enough?
2: Yeah. So, you know, when we say inclusion and I'll, I'm going to just expand on inclusion a little bit here. Um, when we talk about inclusion, uh, we have to think about the individual. And so if we have blanket inclusion, let me just say blanket inclusion might be, okay, uh, we're all gonna go um, out for a picnic uh, on such and such date at such and such park to recognize all the employees. Or, you know, we're all gonna have a virtual get together and we're gonna talk about, you know, who did what good, we're gonna give some virtual kudos. Um, That might be okay for you, but that's not okay for me, right? And so we get into this discussion about equity Another piece of that pie that uh, when we begin to understand uh, what um, being fair is, it's it's really about what you need to help you succeed versus what I need. And the reason we talk about equity is because your background and upbringing is very different from mine. And you have some unearned uh, advantages in your life that I didn't have, and I have some, they have some, and they have some. And when we start to unpack that and realize it, um, when we talk about inclusion, What you need to be successful and feel valued is going to be very different from the next person. So, you know, it's interesting uh, with a lot of our clients and companies, um, everybody does want kind of like this cookie cutter, like, okay, how do I make everybody happy? And I'm like, uh, (laughs) Newsflash is not as simple as what we say on paper. It's about the relationships that we build individually with people so that we can honor and give them what they need and that's what inclusion is about so it, it's a little more complicated I think we throw these words out now but it's not as easy as they sound
1: so you make me think of this the, the famous painting where the kids are looking over the baseball field yes. and one little kid is it's really short kid is on on a box that's the same size as the kid who's maybe a little bit taller And all three of them are on the same box. That's that cookie cutter approach, I guess, that you're talking about. But you're saying something different about equity in in a very strong way. Yeah,
2: and I think, you know, I mean, uh, it's almost a classic now, right? Where we see either the bicycles or we see the boxes to adjust to what that person needs, right? That's that equity piece. Uh, But it's really about the culture also that uh, if I can look at myself and say, boy, <laughs> I've had all these privileges, I didn't realize it, but so-and-so coming as a new immigrant, coming into the organization, or as a female coming into the organization, or as whatever it is, they're having a that different experience, and I, I really have to think about what's fair for them, uh, and, and, and how do I treat them so that they're feeling like um, they're being treated fairly, and so... Again, people want want this to be simple, and it's not.
1: Yeah, I I, yeah, I really do, Margarita. I always enjoy talking to you because you make me think about other stuff. And when you say that it's what we what's not in the room, it's that's important. So you look around and you say, "Well, do we?" We're, we're selling tampons and there are no women. <laughs> right. in, and this is, this is a true thing. This is, this is. I believe you. I believe you. <laughs> we're, we're selling tampons and where, where, where are the women? You also make me think of this whole issue of being sensitive to the fact that you, you're not having women for women's sake. I think people are, are really, really get kind of kind of bent out of shape about that. It's like, OK, you're bringing in these women. Is that tokenism? A thought on yeah. that at all?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Because um, I was just talking about this with another client, I think actually today. So, you know, we talk about when we talk about diversity, we want that diverse representation because we have never had it. You have organizations that haven't even thought about it and now they want to dig in and they're like, "Okay, we're going to do this. We're going to get diverse representation. We're going to put all these things in place, which isn't easy either. But it's beyond just the representation. Once you get that representation in, how are diverse people helping to shape your profile of success?
1: And and that's that's inclusion, right? Right. Because because what you're saying is that you get them in. But now what are they doing as part of the overall organization? Correct.
2: Yes. And further. So further, you know, because a lot of times organizations will look at organizations and historically, even present day, you know, the further up you go into the organization, the more white it is. Right. And so what are we doing when we bring people in? Uh, that are considered outsiders? How do we make them feel valued and included? But how do we, you know, and I I can't emphasize this enough. How are we having them help us shape what we need to look like for the future? Because we know what we've been having in the past, what we look like in the past, but how do we get their voice, use their power in our existing power structure, integrate that So that they can start saying for people to be successful at XYZ company, we're going to shift this. We need to be talking about these things and Mm -hmm. have their influence in what success looks like in a company. So it's just beyond like, okay, now I have women and now I have men. Are you really listening to them and how are you extracting uh, what they see as success in an organization so that we can make that shift together? Uh, it's not enough to just have representation. You're right.
1: Wow. So so we get you we get you two points. I got to get one more for you before you leave. Is that yeah. uh, one more reason why you believe that inclusion is just not enough?
2: Yeah, there is a real synergy that happens if you're doing diversity well, if you're doing inclusion well and if you're doing equity well.
1: Hmm.
2: So just it's, it's a tripod. It's three, right? Three things work together well. Uh, but it just covers it, it covers different aspects of helping to elevate an organization to another level. And so if you don't have one without the other, it's very difficult. And the other thing, too, and again, recently with clients is it still happens where they have a piece of the puzzle. And they're doing that well, and they ask, "Why aren't we? Why aren't we succeeding?" Well, you haven't done the diversity well, or you haven't done equity well, or you haven't done inclusion well. They work hand in hand, and it's it's a multi you know it's a multi pronged strategy, and so you really have to take that step back. You really have to embrace it as a leader for the organization. You really have to you know define what it is for your organization, and you have to talk about it. And if you're not doing all of the things, it's going to be very hard for you to transform the organization. But so many organizations do a piece of it. They're like, oh, like we've done enough. Like we're, aren't we doing enough? Organizations are evolving and changing very rapidly. So these conversations have to be ongoing. If you're not having ongoing conversation about this, you cannot reap the benefit and you cannot reap the impact. So, if inclusion is not enough, you need all three to create that synergy to really make the difference
1: wow so i I can't, thank you so much i can't I can't let you get out out of here without asking you about this thing of what do you see companies doing today that you're working with as it relates to inclusion
2: yeah it's a it's a great question. um, so I just have to. I'll, I'll just give an example. And this happens to be a construction company. Um, and I've been working with the CEO and um, you know, we're all individuals and we're all on our own unique path of development, but, but I raised this um, CEO up who manages a construction company who is the sponsor of uh, an organization, his, his uh, ERG called uh, Women Breaking Ground. And um, he is really providing the resources, he's providing the planning, he's providing whatever the women need, because we know that women are underrepresented in construction. And so uh, he has put together, yes, a multi-pronged strategy, and he's just really investing that personal time and energy because he wants women to succeed in in the company. So when you talk about inclusion, that, that is powerful, because women in construction have been, you know, Kind of left out. They are the outsider, and he is amplifying and elevating them uh, in in a way that only a CEO could do. And so that, to me, is a great example of inclusion.
1: Well, Margarita, I want to thank you again. We're going to have you back because there's so much more to talk about. We've only really scratched the surface here. If you don't know, that's Margarita De Leon. Vice President of Client Services for the Kaleidoscope Group. And I'm Reggie Ponder. Thank you for coming to another edition of Becoming Inclusive.
0: Thanks Reggie. Thanks for joining us and a special thanks to our subscribers. Consider becoming one today. Becoming Inclusive is presented by the Kaleidoscope Group. Your full service diversity, equity, and inclusion partner serving clients worldwide. Learn more and continue the conversation at kgdiversity.com.